This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to today's episode of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. With me in the studio today is Lori Gross, our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And as always, we, we pick on Tony a lot in the show, don't we? <laughs> don't we it's Lori? easy. It, it's really easy. He's an easy target. But you know what? Uh, we love him to death. Uh, we don't know what to do with him, but we don't know what we would do without him. So, uh, Tony, we love having your show. Our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. I wish you were the first person to say that, that you don't know what to do with me or without me. Yeah, uh, I wish Tony. you were the first person to say that to me today, but uh, <laughs> you're not. Um, Tony, Tony, we love you even when you come on and say that it's a pants optional show day. So, Oh, well, I just mean shorts. I'm not crazy <laughs> or anything. I'm not talking about my birthday suit. I'm talking yeah, about all the things that we hear before we actually go on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're not recording before we go on the air because I was talking about, yeah, just I want warmer weather. I want pants optional <laughs> weather. Um but yeah, this is going to be a fun show. You guys, thanks for having me on the air. And uh, just want to say good morning to everybody. Good morning, Outlook Financial. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Rob, how are you doing? How's everything been going there? You've been keeping busy? We have been keeping busy. We've got a number of initiatives going, uh, helping our veterans, helping our, our families that have uh, students that are trying to get into college and pay for it. So it's been a very busy time for us. And then obviously uh, with the holidays coming up, all the preparations and the festivities with that, it's just a, a really nice time. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, that sounds great. Now, today, what are we talking about? Uh, give give me a, an idea of what you want to talk about today. Well, well, Tony, today we're going to talk about the millennial generation and money. Uh-oh. Now, yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Now, here, here's the fun <laughs> part about this. Our office manager, Amber, is our resident office millennial. Now, her her perspective on the topic is actually pretty useful to Lori and I when we work with uh, millennial clients because most of the millennials we work with are the children or grandchildren of our baby boomer or uh, Generation X clients. And, and not only do we want to help millennials make smart money decisions when they're young, we want the, to be a part of their financial maturity development and financial education. We want them to be prepared for retirement when it is their time, as well as manage any legacy left to them by their parents and grandparents. In short, we want to help millennials, especially the ones in your life, make smarter money decisions. Mm. Well, obviously, this is a big topic. It's a current topic. As uh, millennials are, uh, you know, coming of age to uh, the point where working, dealing with financial issues, and they deal with a lot of financial struggles that are different than other generations. So I definitely think this is an interesting topic. But Lori, why do you think millennials might be in need of financial advice? 
Well, you know, millennials are a really fascinating generation. Um, their their effects on the global economy are very widespread, and, and they've grown up in a in a unique time when technology has made some of its greatest leaps. Many of them can recall a time before everyone had a cell phone, and yet. They're the same people that cannot live without said devices today. So millennials have lived through a period of vast and rapid technological and economical changes that are going to last for a long, a long time. Yeah, Tony, and for, for the old folks here, they didn't experience that slow change in technology that we saw over time from the, the mimeograph machine to the opaque projector to the overhead projector with transparencies. Uh, we actually had this conversation a couple of days ago in the office, uh, and Amber gave us the blank stare when we mentioned the mimeograph machine. You know, it was like she had never seen the movie Animal House. I mean, come on. Yeah, she gave us the deer in the headlights look. Yeah, I mean, yeah. millennials grew up with PC projectors, computers, laptops, smart boards, social media. That's their world. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a mimeograph machine, uh, to my kids would probably think we're talking about something at the doctor's office to check for breast cancer. Probably. So, yeah. Uh, so, not the same thing, though. Um, but what's the, let's talk about, before we dig too deep, uh, let's make sure we're all on the same page. What is the technical definition of a millennial? Well, you know, there seems to be a consensus among various sources, um, including the Pew Research, and that is that millennials are those that are born between 1981 and 1997. So, um your, your window there is is not as big as some people might think it be, would be, but um, but a quick browse on the internet will show you that, you know, that time period aside, many people have stereotypes about what comprises a millennial. Yeah, and, and Tony, some of those stereotypes are causes for concern, and some of them are really quite unflattering. And you'll hear things like they're, they're overwhelmed with student loans. They The wage growth hasn't been very good. They're underemployed. Uh, on a more personal note, some of them, they say they're lazy, narcissistic, coddled, prone to discontent at jobs. I mean, that's a pretty ugly picture. Yeah. But then I watch an Army-Navy football game, <laughs> and you watch those millennials out on the field giving it everything they've got, knowing when they went to school they were probably weren't going to play in the NFL and willing to go defend our country. That gives me a much better feeling about the millennial generation and hope that they're going to carry on and carry on well. Well, well, especially uh, when when they're playing in a foot of snow like the past, this yeah. latest Army-Navy game. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, despite there being 92 million millennials, uh, which, by the way, makes it the largest generation in America, it, it seems that no other generation has been as openly criticized, praised, and misunderstood as the millennials are. So while they may be one of the largest generations in history— their spending power at age 25 is vastly different than it was for the average baby boomer. Mm. Why do you think that's the case, though? Well, you know, they have a lot of factors that um, that those in previous generations didn't have to deal with to the same extent. Uh, perhaps the answer is that millennials are faced with financial challenges that aren't simply overcome by wise budgeting choices. Uh, take student loans, for example. According to MarketWatch and Business Insider, America's student loan debt uh, grows $2,726 every second. And, and that wow. it's currently currently at more than $1.3 trillion. Oh. And, and this number just keeps growing. It's getting higher as, as we speak, you know. Um, the, so to put things into perspective on how much it's changed for millennials, student loans were at 
200 billion at the beginning of the century. Now, now we're at a little over 15 years later. We've seen uh, student loan debt grow over six times. And so to make matters even worse, this generation hasn't been purchasing large ticket items like properties uh, due to do not only to crippling debt, but also to the anemic wage growth that we're seeing. And so home ownership among millennials is at an impressive 38%, and their wages likely play a large role in that. You know, according to um, the Economic P- Policy Institute, millennials are seeing stagnant wages and, and earning the same average of $17 an hour that generations 30 years ago saw. Uh, it doesn't help that the price of these big ticket items like cars and homes have increased exponentially. Yeah, and, and Tony, another interesting thing to note about the millennials is that their social choices are vastly different than those of the boomer era. Now, for past generations, it was normal by the age of 25, you might be married, own a home, and maybe have a kid or two already. The, today's typical 25-year-old seems to be single, Unfortunately, oftentimes living with their parents, and that's the student debt that we've Mm -hmm. been talking about and the underemployment we've been talking about, uh, working some sort of job that's uh, well beneath what their education level is while they're pursuing a higher level of education. The problem is when they graduate, where are they going to go with that degree? Because other studies have shown when people graduate from college, only 40% actually get to work in the field for which their degree would support. So for the most part, it seems millennials are postponing some of the important life decisions that generations before them did not delay, and it's perhaps for financial reasons. Uh, Unfortunately, we have to take a quick break here. Is there anything else, Rob, you want to share before we take a quick break? I do, Tony. I want to encourage the listeners, uh, whether you are a millennial yourself or if you know millennials, whether they're children, grandchildren, family, friends, whatever, we want them to help make smarter money decisions. And the earlier you start with good financial planning, the more success you're going to have in the future, especially when we start talking about retirement, which I know is a long ways away for them, but it sneaks up on you, doesn't it, Lori? It sure does. Like Lori would know. (laughs) Sneaks up on us, doesn't it, Tony? It it really does. And we would know. Exactly. So I would encourage the listeners to go visit our website, Outlook FC. That's Outlook F is in financial, C is in center.com. Check out our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center or give us a call at 937-552-9990. We want to offer the listeners our complimentary retirement planning five-step process guide. Now, the wisdom in the guide is timeless. It's just a matter of where you're going to enter into the journey. You can start planning today. If you're, even if you're a millennial. And so let's take advantage of that timeless wisdom. And to do that, we encourage you to, to schedule a complimentary one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. We'll go over the, the process guide with you, answer any questions that you have, because working with a financial plan and being counseled by a, fidu- a fiduciary planner like the ones here at Outlook Financial Center, it's going to give you the peace of mind to meet and overcome life's financial objectives and obstacles. Hmm. Well, yeah, and so obviously there are a lot of obstacles out there to overcome, and I know that, Rob, you and Lori have helped so many people. What's that phone number our listeners can call one more time if they want to set up a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation consultation? The phone number is 937-552-9990. And one more thing, if you've got folks that really need to hear this, this is also, if you go to our website on our radio tab, you can look at this and stream it and, and podcast it after the show today. Forward it to your friends. Forward it to the millennials you love. Huh. 
That's great. Forward it to the millennials you love. Good advice. And thanks for that, Rob and Lori. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross here on Financially Tuned. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I am Lori Gross with the Outlook Financial Center, and I'm joined today in our studio by our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. Welcome back, guys. Hey, we're here. Yeah, great to be here. Lori, what do you have for us? Well, title of our show today is, Are the Millennials in Your Life Financially Wise? Uh, In the first segment of the show, we talked about the different challenges that millennials face, including high student loan debt, uh, stagnant wages that they're facing, and less buying power than previous generations. And, And coupled with other economic factors like high life expectancy, the likely decline of Social Security benefits, and the rise of the average retirement age, millennials should be taking the right steps for their retirement and the health of their financial lives as soon as possible. Well, and it's so important. I appreciate the recap, Lori. Do you have some tips uh, that you would recommend for millennials out there or for those of us who have loved ones that are millennials? I know my son is, he's 18, but he's very close and I consider him a millennial. Uh, Do you have any advice that we could maybe take back and share with them? Well, of course, um, and, and I can I can empathize with you there on the millennial because I have one of those too. Um, <laughs> but one of the first and most important things that I cannot stress enough is to start saving as early as possible. And, and this is an obvious tip, but you'd be amazed at the amount of people I work with who fail to start saving in their younger years, and, and then they wind up in my office searching for any way that they can catch up in their later years before they get into retirement. And, you know, it's, it's far better to start early and let the power of compound interest work in your favor. So why not start early and let your dollars grow over time? Waiting until you are older only means that you will have lost a lot of prime years for earning compound interest potential. And that's huge. I mean, obviously, compound interest, the eighth wonder of the world, right, Rob? I mean, <laughs> how, much, how much of a difference does compound interest really make? Maybe you could explain that to us. Uh, of course. So let's take a basic example. We like to tell stories with this so people can relate to them. Statistics get a little boring and frightening. So we got two people, Dean and Janice. So Dean's 35 years old when he decides he wants to start saving. Uh, Janice is a little smarter than Dean. She starts at 25. So let's say they decide to invest exactly the same amount of money each month, just as Janice starts 10 years sooner. So ultimately, Janice is going to contribute about 33% more than Dean over the duration of her working career, say age 65, except she gets a big bonus at the end. Janice's savings would have put her at almost twice as much as Dean at the end of the day, only because she took advantage of time, time in the market, time for compound interest to work its magic. And so that's really the, the message we try to send to the millennials is, even if you have to start small, start, do something. It has huge, huge benefits over time. Yeah, we all could use that advice 
uh, uh, a lot of times, and I think it's a good point. Uh, Rob, what else can you think of to help millennials with their finances? Well, we, we keep mentioning the student debt thing. That's one of the things we also do here at Outlook Financial Center, help parents and their students uh, find ways to make college more affordable. So if we can get into the process and, and kind of minimize the student debt on the upfront portion, then we can mitigate this issue going downstream. Uh, one of the other things I look at is many millennials seem to put off investing in their employer-sponsored retirement plans, their 401ks, their 403bs, whatever the uh, plan uh, their employer has to offer. Now, here's the beauty of it. A lot of these plans have matching funds. So I just call that free money. And that's exactly how we phrase it to the clients. Your employer says, if you put 3% of your salary in, they're going to match and put in 3% for you. That's free money. That's a great mm -hmm. rate of return. And if you're not getting the free money, you're missing out not only on the free money, but you're missing out on the growth and the compound interest that free money could generate. And, and besides, I thought everybody liked free money, right, Tony? You like free money. I love the two are my favorite words, free and money. Absolutely. <laughs> especially when they go together, right? Yeah, especially. So, like I said, if the employer has the opportunity to have a match, take advantage of it. If you can't, if you can't do 3% right now, if that's the company and you only do one, then do one. Work your way up to three. Once again, start, do something. Because really, there's no better way to start your uh, retirement program when you're young than taking advantage of the match, the free money that your employer offers. Well, and that's huge, obviously. Um, and I think that's a benefit that we all need to be taking advantage of. Uh, unfortunately, our time is just about up for this segment. Uh, is there anything else you want to share before we take a break? Yeah, I do, Tony. Our, our goal at Outlook Financial Center is to help our clients accomplish their income goals and set them up with the tools and accounts and the resources they need to help them succeed in reaching the retirement of their dreams, regardless of what phase of life they're in today. So I encourage the listeners to visit our website at outlookfc.com. Uh, go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center or give us a call at area code 937-552-9990. We're offering our listeners today our complimentary retirement planning five-step process guide. Let's take advantage of that timeless wisdom. I don't care if you're 21 and just got out of college or you're in your 50s. The wisdom is timeless. It's there for you. Just a matter of where do you enter the journey. And as part of this offer, we invite you to schedule a one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation to go over the report and answer any other pressing questions you have. Uh, if you've got millennials that you love, send them to our website, click on the radio tab, and have them listen to this particular show. It's podcast there. It'll really uh, have a very positive impact on their life. So come, uh, come work with us, give us a call, and we'd love to see what we can do to improve your life. All right. Well, thanks, Rob. And we're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990. And welcome back to our last segment for this show 
of Financially Tuned with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And we're talking about millennials today and their finances, uh, all the financial challenges that millennials face, and some tips to help them get on the right track. And you guys have covered a lot of ground already. You talked about starting to save as early as possible to take advantage of compound interest. Uh, we all love compound interest and it, it works for us. It makes puts our money to work and helps us earn more money. Living within our means, that's always a tough one. It's been a struggle uh, for most of us to live within our means, but that's so important. And taking advantage of employer-sponsored retirement account matches like those 401k matches. So uh, now that we've gone over that brief recap, uh, you've been talking about how you think millennials might not be saving enough for their retirement. Lori, could you go into that a little more? Well, certainly. Um, well, you know, according to Wells Fargo Investment Institute, roughly 41% of Americans that are age 17 to 35 have not started saving for retirement. Not at all. So, you know, many people attribute this this startling statistic to the fact that many young workers don't have much for disposable income. And I've heard others gripe about it, saying that it's because they were raised differently or they're less motivated to save. Um, and, and I think there are, there are other factors that go into it. However, like the fact that many millennials are, are burdened with too many monthly payments, you know, i.e. their car, their home, student loans, things like that. Um, they simply aren't able to squirrel away money for their retirement. And, and Tony, I think uh, another issue, and, it, and it, it relates to this, is the lack of financial education that millennials receive. I've met several millennials that struggle with their debt repayment, managing bills, credit cards, and, and quite frankly, they find it overwhelming. But where in their educational curriculum, in the, the high schools, the junior highs, in the college, do they teach you how to manage personal finances? Things like that used to be pretty common. You go back 60, 70 years ago. I mean, when was the last time you heard people talking about home economics or DECA or some of those other things that people are on the radio going, wait a minute, this guy really is old. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you brought you brought up a pet peeve of mine there, though. I mean, yeah. uh, that's always been a huge uh, a pet peeve of mine that they don't teach basic finances and budgeting and common sense, uh, you know, saving principles in school. Yeah, I, I was part of a junior achievement program for a number of years. So I went in and, and taught uh, financial education uh, to eighth graders. There's nothing more interesting than a, a room full of 13 and 14 year olds with a raging hormones trying to keep their focus on a financial topic. <laughs> but uh, in, me, amazingly probably. enough, it stuck. The kids actually loved it. It was actually something practical they could take out of the classroom because we typically use an hour of the social studies teacher's time. That's typically how the, the course worked. Sure. But, you know, it's but that kind of an education is something I think is sorely needed and is, is missing. So I think by now we would figure out a way to have those general education classes on finances at the high school or maybe even the college level. But uh, people don't like talking about money. They're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we all are at all different ages, but I think if we started younger, uh, we'd get more comfortable with it. Uh, I think they should start in grade school and, and work up from there, and they don't. And, and there needs to be classes. I think it's one of the most important classes they should be teaching. Um, and, and it's a good point. It's good to talk about these things, regardless who's listening, whether it's a millennial or 
millennials you care about and want to help, um, it's a good thing to share these tips and get a good start now, right? It absolutely is. And, and one of the things that we do is that part of our planning process includes understanding where we spend our money and, and basically develop what we lovingly call the spending plan. Now, we don't like to use the, uh, use the word budget. That's a dirty word. word. People, yeah, it has the negative connotations. Everybody <laughs> hates it. So, you know, people say a budget, that means oh, you, you can't do that. All right. Quite the contrary. The spending plan gives you permission to spend money on fun things as long as it fits within the plan and the overall spending stays within your means. Well, you know, and there are, there's plenty of free tools available that allow you to link your financial accounts, including your savings, credit cards, checking accounts, any investment accounts, all in one convenient place. Uh, and tools like these are so valuable because they provide a good look at your finances, your overall savings, spending, and investments all in one location. Consistent tracking of your finances will make you more sensitive to your spending habits and identify when you start getting off track. Well, and it sounds like a convenient way to look at a snapshot of your financial life. Uh, Lori, do you have any other tips for millennials? You know, it, it really is a, a convenient way to look at that snapshot. But one other thing that I, that I always advise people of all generations is to be sure to contribute to your own retirement on your own. Don't rely on other people. It's not always enough to just rely on your employer-sponsored retirement plan. It's safe to save uh, some extra money on your own, even if it's just another $100 a month that goes into your investments. As we discussed earlier, compound interest can work wonders on your savings accounts. So anything you add on top of your current savings is going to pay off in the end. You may even consider setting up automated investments into one of your retirement accounts to make it simpler for you. Interesting. Now, these are all good tips to be aware of. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time for this week's show. Rob, anything you want to throw out there before we go? I do, Tony. I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners got something out of our show today and have a better idea uh, uh, regarding the, the financial struggles that the millennials are going to face and are facing today. So you just have to plan accordingly because there is light at the end of the tunnel, as Lori pointed out. So we encourage the listeners to go visit our website at outlookfc.com. Uh, go to our Facebook page on Outlook Financial Center or give us a call at area code 937-552-9990. Uh, tell the millennials that you love about our webpage, point them to the radio tab and let them download this uh, show and podcast it, uh, subscribe to it and really get that information out to those that you do love. And as a part of this offer, we're going to offer our listeners the complimentary retirement planning five-step process guide. Couple that with the complimentary one-hour no-cost consultation. Let us help you get to the retirement of your dreams, and let's start paving that road today as a millennial. Right, and good one. What's the phone number the listeners can call? One more time, Rob. Phone number here is area code 937-552-9990. All right, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.